Welcome to Deck Trek. I'm Ben Kirchick, and here I'm pretending combat is the only part of Magic the Gathering, and Trek Pacino is here to remind me that winning is actually a thing. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and to anyone whose birthday it is, happy birthday. And if it's not your birthday, re-listen to this episode on your birthday, and it'll all work out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to like keep getting views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Infinite view hack. In- <laughs> Infinite view hack. I just, I just broke podcasts. Um, um, but you know what isn't broken? What? This deck. This deck. You're right. This is not a broken deck. No. Uh, it's not the worst deck in the world. No, no. Um, would you like to explain what the series we're going to be doing with this type of deck is, or do you want to do the commander first? Uh, yeah, we'll do. Yeah, yeah. So this this deck is built around the card Umori the Collector. It's not the commander. It's the companion. Uh, companion is a mechanic that they threw in with Ikoria um, and it's basically if you meet a certain requirement you can have the companion card be in the deck without counting towards the 99 or the commander itself so it's a 101 cards in your deck um, and the the the, uh, the companion Amori the collector is two and two Golgari land uh, mana uh, so that's black or green Um, It's a legendary creature, an ooze. It has companion. Each non-land card in your starting deck shares a card type. So every card uh, that is in the land has to be the same. Um, uh, Which for this one is going to be creatures. Ah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And as Amori the Collector, and it also has, as Amori the Collector enters the battlefield, choose a card type. Spells you cast of the chosen type cost one less to cast. Uh, and it's a four or five. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it makes all your... Because this is... Again, yeah, spoiler alert. It's all creatures. All creatures. Especially with a commander deck, it, it has to be. Yeah. Uh, all creatures. So it makes all your creatures cost one less. I don't... I think you could technically do it without it being a creature. Um, if, like, the... Because uh, I think the commander's not technically in the deck is it i don't know i don't know, I don't I don't know. know. anyways i made like, a creature deck because i love creatures as was hinted oh, yeah. to in the last episode we talked about it slightly um yeah so i made a deck with 60 creatures plus the commander and the companion which are also creatures um and it's golgari which is a fantastic color combination one of my favorites your first uh my first yeah Anyways, uh, speaking of things that were in my first deck, uh, the commander is Sapling of Kolfner. Kolf, Kolf, Kof, Kolf, Anor. Kolfner. Sap, sapling, we're going to call uh, Good old Sappy. Good old Sappy. Uh, he's three and two Golgari lands. Uh, mana. Uh, so yeah, three and either red or green. Uh, black or green for the other two mana pips. Uh, I'm going to try this again. (laughs) (laughs) He's uh, three and two Golgari pips. uh, So that's either black or green. Uh, He's a tree folk shaman. He has indestructible, which is just fantastic. Uh, He's a two five. And he says, whenever sapling of Kulfner attacks, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, you gain life equal to that creature's tough uh, to that card's toughness, lose life equal to its power. Then, put it into your hand. So every turn, you're at least drawing a card if this attacks, and you're gaining slash losing life. Uh, you only draw it if it's a creature. If it's a land, you won't draw it. Okay, yes, true. Yeah. true. Yeah. But when you have 60 creatures... <coughs> the chances of it being a creature are pretty good. About 60%. Yeah. Yeah. That's not too bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. Uh, yeah, especially, I mean, if you're using ramp and stuff to thin the deck for... Uh... That's what I tried to do. I, I added quite a bit of cards that uh, got lands out of your deck, but attached them to creatures smart. to thin the deck. Smart, smart, smart. Uh, yeah, and I mean, by the time you're casting the commander anyways, it's five mana, so there's going to be probably five lands out. Yeah. Uh, unless you have a, uh, a mana dork, which there are a couple of them in here. Yep. Um... Yeah. Anyways, uh, some of the uh, some of the real funny cards in here. Good old mana dorks. Uh, one of my 
one of the ones that I think is really cool is Accomplished Alchemist. Uh, oh, yeah. Three and a green, which is expensive for a mana dork, but it also produces, it can produce quite a bit of mana. Um, uh, it can tap for one mana of any color, or uh, it's also an elf druid. Of course, it's an elf. Uh, or you can tap it and add X mana of any one color, where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. So with your commander, if you... If, oh, if you reveal something that has... If it's vanilla, because even though you gain and lose, it only cares about the fact that you have gained, gained it. life, yes. Yeah. And so that that's kind of the... Any of the life gain sort of synergies in here, which there's not a lot. Um, it's a lot of... Like, it doesn't care about being at a life total, like some white cards or whatever. It's just, if you gained life, you get a benefit. Right. Um, or even if you lost life, you get yeah. a benefit. Because you do both no matter what. Yeah. And, like, this this deck isn't about being huge and crazy. I mean, there's some cards that are in there because they have a huge toughness and small power. Uh, like, good old... What's it called? Uh, unholy... Oh, yeah, yeah. The Unhallowed Phalanx. Phalanx, yeah. It's a four and a black for a zombie soldier creature. Uh, creature zombie, zombie soldier unhallowed phalanx enters the battlefield tap it's a 113 so you net gain 12 life yeah. when you play this yeah. yeah but for the most part this deck doesn't care about gaining a lot of life it just it doesn't want to lose life I think there might be like one or two creatures that have more power than toughness. I remember seeing three. Oh yeah. my gosh I'm a liar I sorry I'll go to jail uh, anyways because <laughs> we all know if you lie you immediately get sent to prison yep that's how that's how uh, the law works. That's how politicians work. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, back to Accomplish Alchemist. That's one of the cards that just cares about how much life you gain, right? So if you play even like one of the just crazy big cards like Apex Devastator, uh, which is in this deck as well. Oh, it's a 10 It's a 10 10. So, so it pays for itself with this card. Uh huh. That, this is a much better card than I thought. Yeah, yes, no. Yes, right, this yeah. is amazing. Like, this is, this is one that. In my Dina deck, I'm like, I should probably put this one in. I just haven't got around to actually buying the card. Yeah. Uh, even though it's only like 60 cents, uh, which is wild. I, I probably have one. Probably. It's from Strixhaven. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, the, the downside of it is that it is four mana. So yes. It's, it's an expensive card, but I think it's worth it, especially in like this sort of situation. If you can have an Apex Devastator pay for itself. Yeah, that's Because I mean, th think about this. Turn five, so it doesn't have summoning sickness, right? Mm-hmm. You play this on curve, you're able to play Apex Devastator on turn five. If you're like super lucky, obviously. But still, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. You play Accomplished Alchemist, then you place uh, Sapling. Uh, I mean, you'd have to be able to attack turn five as well. That's true. That uh, is true. And I don't think there's much haste in here, uh, which could probably be something that you can add to the deck. But <gasps> I wonder if I did. Ooh. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, but yeah, like just. If, if that was the card that was on top of your library on like turn six or whatever when you attack with him and then you draw the apex devastator and then tap the apex devastator Boom. yeah anything that's vanilla with this card it pays for itself it pays for itself with the commander yeah that is beautiful yeah i also really like augur of autumn being able to look at the top card of your library is really handy in right? this deck so that you can pull like if it's a land you can play a land from the top of your deck or yeah. you can be like oh this is a creature this is my un on uh, on hollowed phalanx this will be nice i need some life right now yeah cool uh yeah no it's uh there's not too much top deck manipulation but this is a great way to filter lands off the top <coughs> you just are hoping to not get two lands in a row yeah because i mean you really don't care what you're getting off the top as long as it is a creature yeah um which did i put yeah i've also put courser of crew fix in yep. for the for the same purpose uh which that one is yeah auger of autumn and courser crew fix uh, Corsair Crucifix is one to green, enchantment creature centaur. Play with the top card of your library revealed. You may play lands from the top of your library. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. Uh, then, uh, good old Augur of Autumn is one and two green, uh, creature human druid. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. Uh, you may play lands from the top of your library. And then Coven. Uh, which is, yeah. As long as you control three or more creatures with different powers, you may cast creature spells from the top of your library. So you basically you can cast your entire deck from the top of your library. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like there's nothing that would stop you other than hitting a second land. Because 
I mean, that's also something you could probably add. Don't worry. I got some ways to help you with that, too. Wow, amazing. Uh, see, these are all things that I probably could have thought about the, uh, when making this deck if I, like, I don't know, just wasn't trying to figure out school and stuff. But, meh, school sucks anyways. This is more important. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, then, like, there were some sneaky ones that I threw in there, like Beanstalk Giant. Uh, oh, yeah. Because it's an adventure card. It counts as a creature... But you can also use it uh, as a sorcery. As a sorcery, and the sorcery is cultivate, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it costs cultivate, but it is just a rampant growth. Oh yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. So it's not as good as those, but it is a creature. And it ramps, it, and also yeah. the creature on it is amazing. It's yeah. seven mana, and then its power and toughness is equal to the amount of uh, for, lands, lands you control. You not even just forest. Yeah, lands. lands you control. Yeah. 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 Is good to see. Which is great. Um, especially since, like, yeah, because when you look at it with the sapling, it would ca it would count however many lands you have for the power toughness of the card. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I also, I'm a big fan of Circle of Dreams, Druid. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't really know what the uh, global consensus of this card is, but I'm just going to say that it's underplayed because it's basically Gaia's Cradle <laughs> on a creature. Yeah. No. And I know that the fact that it is a creature makes it less powerful because it's... <sighs> easier to remove um but still it's green 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 for a 2-1 elf druid and you tap and add a green mana for each creature you control yeah. and for those of you who don't know Gaia's cradle is a land that says tap and add green for each creature you control and it it goes absolutely nuts in token decks um but yeah really powerful card yeah really powerful card. That, that's one of the few that has power higher power than toughness but it's uh, worth it but it's worth it it's right? also only one difference yeah. yeah so if you lose one life like it's not the end of the world especially because you still did gain one life so yeah you know any life gain triggers or whatever which i don't think there's too many but anyways uh yeah but it's it's a good mana dork again a little expensive for a mana dork but it's still it produces a lot of mana it's not like it's not gonna be your turn one mana dork but it's gonna help you get out that apex devastator because there's this is a very top-heavy deck as well. It is. The average CMC of this deck is uh, 4.7, I think. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did get a little carried away with just, hmm, these are yeah. fun green creatures that I like. These are big green creatures. Um, Gotta love the big green creatures. Just like yeah. Honor Troll, the biggest green creature. Uh, he's two and green for a troll druid with vigilance. He's a 2-3. And he says, if you would gain life, you gain that much life plus one instead. And so long as you have 25 or more life, he gets plus two plus one. He's a 4-4. Four, four. Um, he's great in this deck for so many reasons, I think. He, oh, no, he is great in this deck. But yeah. also, he's a bit of a meme between us. <laughs> and you run a D&D campaign where this character art, his name is Mark, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Mark. He's he's a bit of like an incel. Because <laughs> uh, in the in the Strixhaven book, I'm, I'm like running a Strixhaven campaign. And he... Uh, He's the only member of the gardening club. Same. And so I made him like just uh, an absolute like loser. Um, <laughs> and he might be. Sorry to all our gardener listeners. He might. Well, no, just the fact that he's the only person in the club. But then also one of my players is like, yeah, I want to join the gardening club. And so that now Mark has a bit of a crush on her. Uh, uh. <laughs> Anyways, that's pretty fun. Uh, I don't know if that's actually gonna make it in the episode, but of course I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Great, uh, Honor Troll. Why I like this card, especially in this deck. One is Vigilance. That's just always great. Uh, it's three mana, so that's also awesome. Uh, we're in Commander, so you're always starting with more than 25 life. So he's gonna be uh, a four-four most of the time. Mm -hmm. However, he's like when like the card is printed as a 2-3, and so if you see him from the top of your deck, you're going to gain the 3 life and only lose 2, so you are going to net 1 rather than him, him being even, right. which would net you 0. But if he's on the battlefield, anything that would net you 0, you're going to gain 1 extra life, so you're going to net 1. Or anything that is, like if it's one of the 3 creatures that isn't even, it will even it out. Right, or if it's right, some right, like right. Un unhallowed phalanx, you're going to get your 13 life instead of just 12. Because, you know, just that one extra life is just always... Makes all the difference. Always. It's only the last life that matters. And when uh, when it gets down to it, one life is just the last life. Uh, yep. 
Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a philosopher, by the way. Of course, uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, another big one I'm a fan of is Tree Folk Harbinger. Oh, yeah. It is one green for a 0-3 Tree Folk Druid. And it says, when it comes into play, you may search your library for a Tree Folk or Forest card. Reveal it, then shuffle your library and put that card on top of it. I like this for a lot of reasons. You can tutor for a creature to gain and lose life if you need to, or you can shuffle away whatever is on top of your library, replace it. If you need a land, you can put a land on top. If you don't need a land, then you can shuffle away whatever is there and put a tree folk on top. Yeah. The, the ability to shuffle away stuff that you don't want on top, I think is a <coughs> really valuable tool in this deck. Yeah, no, it, it's it's so good. And I mean, the fact that it's only one mana too, Yeah. beautiful. One, one mana gain three life if you have your commander out. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a... Uh, he's, he's, oh, he's so cool. There's a lot of cool tree folk, which is another thing that kind of distracted me when making this deck. And I just put a lot of really cool tree folk in. Because I haven't looked a lot into tree folk... Uh, Tree folk tribal, tribal, but like, definitely did with this. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! Can we talk about the uh, the nine mana card? Uh, S- uh, Sprout back trudge seven green green yes. for a nine seven. Yes, but it does cost X less to cast, where X is the amount of life you gained this turn, and it has trample. And at the beginning of your end step, if you gain life this turn, you may cast Sprout back trudge from your graveyard. So if you Get this from the top. Like, you reveal it with your commander. You can play it for two green. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's great. That's great. That's great. Like, and you're up mean, two life. Because no, no, there no. are so many big creatures in this deck. You are down to life. Yeah. But you do gain the seven that makes it the two yeah. green. But, I mean, if you have it in your hand and you flip something like, I don't know, like a whatever. Something that does... Gain you life? It doesn't even need to actually gain you life. It just needs to be big enough, right? Because yeah. even if you net zero, you still gain that life. Yeah. Right? Because, um, so, again, like the card doesn't care about your life total at the end. Just the fact that it had a gain life trigger and a lose life trigger. Yeah. So then, yeah, you just gain... You, yeah, you just cast it for two green. And it's just fantastic. Because then you have great. a 9-7 on the board. Um, and you can also cast it from the graveyard... If you gain life that turn, which most of the times you're going to. Yep. Uh, especially since once you get the commander out, he's indestructible. Yeah. So that's like, going to be a nightmare to get rid of. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to exile him. That's it. Yeah. And, I mean, you're never not going to swing with this, right? Oh, yeah. Never. Because he's indestructible, too. Yeah. You so can no swing him into Crash. Who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. You could swing him into the biggest creature, and you're probably going to gain life from him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to come out <laughs> net positive. Yep. Um... Which, I mean, again, oh, man, there's just so many good cards in here. The more I remember about making this deck, the more excited I am about this. Because, like, things like Ageless Entity, right? Three oh, my God, yeah. Uh, for a creature elemental, whenever you gain life, put that many 1-1 counters on Ageless Entity. That many 1-1 counters. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if you lose that life. You throw out, uh, like, yeah, like a, a Bloss... No, what am I talking about? Uh, a big creature. Big creature. I know. Apex Devastator. Uh, yeah, big creature. You reveal uh, Apex Devastator, you get the. Put it in your hand, you gain 10 life and lose 10 life, but that's not important. But when you gain the 10 life, you put 10 moment counters on Aegis Entity. So now he's a 14 14. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's going to just go up every single turn, probably with a massive creature because I've made this deck so top heavy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I also really like this deck. Like, I loved adding stuff to this deck. I <coughs> my ins list is seventeen cards. Oh my gosh, this my, is gonna be a long episode. <laughs> my outs list is six. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, another one that worked really well with it. Uh, there's there's two more that I want to mention. One is Villa's Broker of Blood. Oh yes. You're, you're losing life for the for the power. So even if you break even, you're not losing any life really. So uh, you get the life gain trigger, gain which is what trigger. most of your deck care about. Uh-huh. And then Villas, whenever you lose that exact same amount of life, you draw that many cards. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And then, yeah, another one that uh, is just... Is it the one above it? It's not... Uh, Burden mm-hmm. Sun's Avatar? Oh, yeah, that one's amazing. That one's amazing. I forgot about that one. But yes, that one is fantastic. It is five, five... green green for a dinosaur avatar. 
It's a 5-5, and it says, Whenever a sun's avatar or another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you gain life equal to that creature's toughness. So it's doing the same thing again. <laughs> but without the, the life loss. Yeah. Right? So you gain life... <laughs> Like, imagine that. Apex Devastator. You got the one that tasks for as many life as you gain, right? You reveal Apex Devastator. Yeah. You gain 10 life, lose 10 life. You tap it for 10 mana, cast Apex Devastator, and then just gain 10 life. life. That's nice. That's, That's nice. nice. That's and nice. when things like that happen, we have Tavash Gloom Summoner. And he doesn't work fantastic, but he's kind of around the same sort oh, of yeah. idea. Um which kind of makes him bad in the deck. But he's, he's funny. He's, he's a little pet card of mine sometimes-ish, sort of. Uh, anyways, he's four and a black uh, for a legendary creature, Human Warlock. He has Life Link, And at the beginning of your end step, if you gain life this turn, you may pay X life, where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. If you do, create an XX black demon creature token with flying. This can get out of control really quickly. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it casts an Apex Devastator. Yeah. <laughs> comes in 10. Or, like, if you reveal an Apex Devastator, even if you can't play in that turn, you can use this guy, lose the 10 life, which is a lot. Uh, yeah. But well, imagine if you had the um, If you have the Burning Sun, Sun Avatar out. You can pay 20 life, which is realistically only 10, to make a 20-20. I say it's realistically 10 because... Um, you though you gain twenty life, ten of it gets negated by itself from your commander, mm-hmm. and then you've gained ten. So from your starting life total, you're only paying ten life. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The math works out. I promise. Um. Yeah. What? Do you want to hear some ins and outs? But the thing is, if you have heard it. It also comes in and you gain the 20 life from it. Oh entry. my god, you're so, so right. So it nets you 10. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, no, yeah. never mind. Way no. better than what I thought. Yeah, and so, I mean, you need a couple other cards to have them out uh, to make them really work well. But still. But he's fun. He's, he's fun. fun. He's fun. Also, I mean, like, if you do have a lot of life, because there are ways to gain life, and, like, even if you don't have them still out, right, you're probably doing well while other people might not be, because there is, like, a sub-theme of life gain yeah and like actually being net positive um i mean even drawing that one extra card per turn i think is a good enough value engine to keep you in the game oh like, yeah th- this deck isn't necessarily explosive i feel like it's very mediocre for most of the game and then everyone realizes oh oh you're a problem yeah you're you're still like you're still like you're not at a point where we're going to get rid of you anytime soon because you've got massive creatures and you're still at your starting life total. Yep. What is going on? And you just put out uh, a hollowed phalanx. Uh, so now <laughs> I can't yeah. even stack you. <laughs> now you have a wall. Congratulations. <laughs> and you just gained 12 life. <laughs> that with a Verdant Sun's avatar gained Ooh! 13 Mwah. life. Mwah. Uh, beautiful. All right. You know what cards aren't beautiful? Which ones? These ones. <laughs> uh, first one is Elder Brain. These are my outs, by the way. Okay. It is five black black for a creature horror with menace. It is a 6-6. Six, six. And whenever it attacks a player, you exile cards from that player's hands. Then they draw that many cards. You can play lands uh, and cast spells from among the cards exiled this way, so long as they remain exiled. And if you cast a spell this way, you can spend mana as though if it's any color to cast it. The only reason I got rid of it was, one, it's a seven mana card. Mm-hmm. And two, it didn't really do what the rest of the deck wanted to do see that's actually why i included it oh yeah because you know what's something that's not in this deck instant sorceries enchantments anything oh and so like you just yeah you just steal other people's instant sorceries enchantments auras whatever you want i'm I'm a purist with this deck okay okay okay. yeah oh yeah we'll we'll see that when you get to the ends when you modify the the companion yeah Uh, Yeah, but that, yeah, no, I definitely get removing that card. Uh, it's not a bad card. It's not a bad card. I was really going through the super expensive ones, and I was like, okay, which ones yeah. can I cut? Which ones can't I? Another great one, just Vito, Thorn of Dusk Rose. Oh, he's your win con. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you just play him, and then you reveal uh, Unhallowed Phalanx, and you just drain someone for 13 life, and it's amazing. Vito Thorn of the Dusk Rose is two and a black for a 1-3 vampire cleric, and he says whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. It's just great. Yeah. 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 So whenever you're revealing, you're probably draining someone. Yeah. 
another one I got rid of was Silverback Shaman. He's three green green for a five four with trample, and when he dies, you draw a card, and then that's it. He's kind of boring, so I got rid of him. Silverback Shaman. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely fair. He was just uh, boring. That's the only reason. Yeah. I was just looking for cards that weren't ridiculously expensive. I mean, he is five mana still, um, but I was looking for just just things to draw cards because I'm like, yeah, you got drawing off your commander and stuff but i was I, I was looking for some utility creatures yeah not just big big creatures but also some big creatures uh. um i also got rid of vain witch coven which is two and a black for a three three with menace and it says whenever you gain life you may pay a black if you do return target card from your graveyard to your hand you already had quite a bit of graveyard recursion so i didn't really think you needed more of it and I don't really think you care about things going into your graveyard. You're going to go yeah. through your whole deck anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, that's fair. Like, I... The the one thing that I was thinking was just that it, it's, like, real consistent. Cause every, it is pretty consistent. Every turn, you are going to be gaining life. And so you can just toss away one black, and then you got a creature. And the nice thing is, this card... This deck doesn't have very much black in it, as previously mentioned. Which is another reason why I... It's a very, very green deck. And so I'm like, you know what? If you have... Free black, oh, mana. free black mana. You can just yeah. toss it to this thing and get get your Apex Devastator back. But the main thing, uh, not, this is the card that, like, the first one I cut, and I was like, this one's gotta go, is Yodora Grave Gardener. It is four and a green for a legendary Tree Folk Druid, 5-5. Five, five. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, you may return it to the battlefield face down under its owner's control. It's a forest land. <laughs> you actually want things in the graveyard. You have a fair amount of getting things back from the graveyard. Do I? Well, with Vain Witch Coven, you have... Um, do, 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 Or maybe I added some. You, you have Eternal Witness. Uh, I added the other Eternal Witness-like card, Timeless Witness. Um, which, by the way, that's one of my ends, Timeless Witness. When it enters the battlefield, you put a card from your graveyard back into your hand. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. But okay. I don't really think you care that much about getting stuff back, that even having those two cards is going to be enough recursion, yeah. maybe. I don't yeah. know. Well, yeah, the, the thing that I was thinking with that is just the fact that I'm like, I really don't care about having cards back from the graveyard. And so if creatures die... More more mana, because it's yeah. top-heavy. So I'm just like, ramp, baby. Ramp, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also got rid of Woodfall Primus. It is five green, green, green. Uh, for a 6-6 six, six with Trample. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target non-creature permanent. And it has Persist. <clears throat> uh, super expensive, so I removed it. Yeah, yeah. no, that's fair. Uh, it is an expensive card. Again, it was just like utility. I'm it, like, it, it has removal. removal. It's good. Yeah. Like I'm not. It's not because it's a bad card. Because it's an eight mana card. Yeah. And, yeah. It's Tree Folk has removal. And uh, uh, yeah, it's just one that I knew off the top of my head because it's also my Henzi deck. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's um, all my outs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I I don't vehemently disagree with anything. I I would say um, if you're gonna keep in one of them, I would either keep Vintage <coughs> Coven or Eudora Grave Gardener. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do them both because they kind of non-bow each other. Yeah, that's fair. But like they're both, they're like they're both good cards. That's the thing. All these cards that are in your deck are good. <laughs> I don't really see a problem with any of them. But here are seventeen ones that I want to put in the deck. Well, the one's timeless witness. One so timeless sixteen. Witness. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of them is Terramorphic Expanse, and that's kind of like a broad range of categories, like Evolving Wilds. Any land that you can play, crack and shuffle your library. Because with all these cards that allow you to look at the top, if you play a land from the top uh -huh. and you look and there's another land, if you've saved up a Terramorphic Expanse, then you can just crack you it. You can crack it and shuffle, shuffle it away. And be like, ah, now I can look at it. Yeah. Now, yeah. here's something that I'm sure there's rules against. And even if there isn't, this is the worst thing you could do if it is legal. Okay. Because... Augur of Autumn says you may look at the top card of your library at any time. Technically, could you be mid-shuffle and look at the top card of your library? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Such a stupid thing. And if anyone ever does that, I, like, I'm sure it's against the rules. Oh, definitely is. Uh, but if it's not, That's... and you do that, you are the scum of the earth. <laughs> yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> um, speaking of 
uh, speaking of Augur of Autumn, I added a similar effect. I added another one. Oracle of Moldiah. It is three and a green for a 2-2 Elf Shaman. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. And you play with the top card of your library revealed, and you may play lands from the top of your library. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, so if you get those two lands in a row, boom, boom, play them both. Nice. Done. Get them out of your hand. So good. Uh, here are some other ramp cards. I'm going to just quickly go through them. Spring Bloom Druid. Two and a green. When it enters the battlefield, you sacrifice a land. Then you search a library for two basics. Put them onto the battlefield tapped. He's a 1-1. One, one. Um, uh, Farhaven Elf. When he enters the battlefield, search a library for basic land. Put it onto the battlefield tapped. He's two and a green for a 1-1. One, one. Elvish Rejuvenator. Two and a green for a 1-1 one, one Elf Druid. When he enters the battlefield, look at the top five cards of your library. You can put a land card from among them onto the battlefield tap. By the way, it's not basic land. You may put all land cards Ooh, onto nice. the battlefield tap. And the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So I just tried to add even more ways to put, like, get lands out. Yeah. Including, and I'm a little sad he didn't make it into the cut. <coughs> Solemn Simulacrum didn't make it. Uh, he's four colorless mana. And you all know what Solemn Simulacrum does. Because we've mentioned him almost every episode of the podcast. <laughs> he's, he's, he's pretty good. He's a great card. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There, there's more getting lands out. I just wanted it so that your deck is all creatures, basically. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Speaking of a lot of creatures, where's a place where you might see creatures? In, in the sea? In a you menagerie. See, you see creatures in the sea? You, and sea creatures? If you... Fish? Are you adding a crab? I'm Rune adding, crab. I'm adding I'm adding Vizier of the Menagerie, which is what I was going for. Oh. Yeah. He's three and a green. Why are we talking about sea creatures? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's three and a green for a Naga cleric. Naga tribal? Mm -hmm. uh, he's a three, four. That's and you may look at the top card of your library. You may cast the top card of your library if it's a creature. You may spend mana as though or mana of any type to cast creature spells. Ooh, that's good, because yeah. there's a lot of black pips. Yeah. Uh, not really, but... Enough. I <laughs> yeah. added some more. It, it's good to sort of balance out the black, the lack of black pips. Uh, I also just really wanted a way for you to always be looking at the top of your library. Yeah. No. And, like, I mean, if you have, like, five cards of that, you should, every game, at least for a portion of it, be looking at the top of your library. Absolutely. Um, alrighty, let's take a look at some if two you cards. Then you have some Ben luck. Uh, <laughs> some Ben luck. Let's look at two cards that I don't actually think are very good, but I think they help you win more efficiently. We don't we don't care about winning here. Ah. But, we're gonna try and help you win. Okay. <laughs> um Marauding Blight Priest, two and a black for a three two vampire cleric. Whenever you gain life, each opponent loses one life. Yeah. And same thing but on a different creature. It is a four four and a black. For a 4-4 four, four vampire called Epicure of Blood. Whenever you gain life, each opponent loses one to life. Same thing. Um, but to go along with that, I've added Archfiend of Despair. 6 black black for a 6-6 six, six flying demon. It says your opponents can't gain life. And more importantly, at the beginning of each end step, each opponent loses life equal to the life that player lost this turn oh that's good yeah it's that's good. amazing if you have veto out you can like nuke someone uh -huh. but even so it's each end step yeah so if someone does a big attack you don't even have to be the one to kill them or do the attacking and if you do a big attack they lose even more life okay but but it's only opponents not you only opponents yeah um Oh, oh, it's that opponent. I see, I yeah. see. I thought it was like... Wait, no, it's, it's at the beginning of each end step, each opponent loses life equal to the amount of life that player lost this turn. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, if yeah. you hit them, then that person will lose that much life. Yeah, it basically yeah. doubles the damage you deal to them. I thought it was really good because I thought it was however much life that, like whoever's turn it was lost. lost. Oh, so if it was you, right? Yeah, then yeah. you're like playing like... Uh, good old Apex Devastator, you're netting zero, but everyone else it's, drops ten. Yeah. That would be epic. That would be great. There's probably a card like that. And we I mean I still think it's really good. It no, yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I think this is a good card. But uh, I think that'd be I think that would be cool. Absolutely. <laughs> there, it's pro it's definitely there. It's definitely there. It's a nice, white card though. I don't know why. See, the, like the nice thing about uh Magic the Gathering 
is that if you can think of a card, it's probably already printed. <laughs> uh, here's another one that I think goes with the fact that you have the CMC of five, basically. Uh -huh. It is two black black for a two four vampire cleric named Twilight Prophet. It has flying and ascend. So if you control 10 or more permanents, you gain the city's blessing for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. Which At the beginning, you probably will have in this deck. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have the city's blessing, reveal the top card of your library and put it into your hand. Each opponent loses X life and you gain X life where X is that converted mana cost. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, so reveal your Apex Devastator and you're nuking everyone for 10 and you gain 10 <laughs> life. And you know what they say? Only those who ascend truly ascend. ascend. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so I just think that's a really good card. Oh, oh, here's another one. Oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. It's from Dominaria United. It is two green, 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 silverback elder. Yes. He's a 5-7 ape shaman, and he says whenever you cast a creature spell, your entire deck. All the time, yeah. You can either destroy target artifact or enchantment, Look at the top five cards of your library, put a land card from among them onto the battlefield, tap the rest on the bottom in a random order, or gain four life. Every single thing your deck wants to do, you have removal, which you can't get from instant sorceries, mm -hmm. you're getting cards, uh, getting lands out of your library, and you're getting life. I, I do love this card. Yeah. Uh, I was just telling Trek earlier, uh, on MTG Arena, I have a, uh, a, a brawl deck where he is a... He's a main staple of that deck. Yeah. Where I'm just casting lots of creatures, and it's like, remove this, remove this, remove this. Put lands out, lands out, lands out. And it's like, man, might as well gain some life. And it's just fantastic. <laughs> it's just fantastic. As soon as I saw him with the, uh, with the like, Dominary United spoilers, I'm like, yes, this man is amazing. He's a beast. Yeah. Well, no, he's a ape shaman. He's an ape shaman. But he's a beast. Yeah. And then, you know what? You could even... Switch up this deck entirely, make it Shaman Tribal, rather than Tree Folk Tribal slash Elf Tribal. You have a lot of Shamans in this deck. I know, I know. I mean, Golgari is good for Shamans. True. But yeah. Um, what about... I do want to make Shaman Tribal at some point. I think Red also has Shamans, so... <laughs> Jund Shaman Tribal, it's gonna in happen. In your Jund decks. I know. You have a problem. I do, I do. I only... I'm colorblind, I don't see blue or white. <laughs> Uh, here's a great one to help you with our mana. Somberwald Sage, two and a green. He's a zero one. But you tap him and add three mana of any one color. Spend this only to cast creature spells. Only for creatures? That's rough. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's good. That is, that's, that's um, yeah. I I mean, I totally didn't even think about the cards that are like. Only use this to cast creatures. Those are great in this deck. Those are really good only creatures deck. to cast. I mean, unless you got your Elder Brain out and your Yoinking Instants and Sorceries <laughs> and whatnots. But even still, you're mostly casting yeah, creatures no, anyway. definitely. <laughs> All right. Your first ever commander, I think, actually has a place in this deck. The first commander... I don't... This isn't part of my ends. I'm not counting this as an in. But I did want to mention it because it is Ben's first ever commander, was the pre-con for Willow Dusk Essence Seer. She's one, a black, and a green for a legendary creature, Dryad Druid. She's a 3-3. Three, three. And you can pay one mana and tap her. Choose another target creature. Put a number of 1-1 one, one counters on it equal to the amount of life you gained this turn or the amount of life you lost this turn, whichever is greater. Activate only as a sorcery. Which is great, because you're both gaining and losing life. life. Yeah. yeah. See, that's one of the things I actually really like about this deck. Because I, I do like Sapling. He, like, he's fantastic. He's, he, was, he was in that pre-con. Yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, and because this is, like, weird life gain and loss like that, and in Golgari, there's a lot of... There's a few cards in here that came from that deck. Or yeah. when I was first looking at that deck. And so there's a lot of cards in here that, I'm like, they didn't fit in that deck but they fit in this deck. So I do really like this deck, even though like it's not the most playable deck. I do like it because it has a bunch of... I don't know. Has, I think this is totally cards. a playable deck. Really? Yeah. I'm going to make it. I have most of these cards anyways. I could very easily make this deck. Um, One card that I know you have. And so now I these are my last two ins. But if we add these two ins, which I think will increase how powerful the deck is, <laughs> but... It will make it so that Umori the Collector cannot be the companion. Yeah. 
And this was also something that I thought of when, yeah. when I was making the deck. I'm like, this would be great, but it does ruin Amori. Because, yeah, you have told me what this is. Yeah. 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 It's uh, the card is pl Primal Surge. It is a sorcery, though, so it's it would be the only non-creature. Well, except for the other card I'm going to mention. But it's eight green green for a sorcery. Exile the top card of your library. If it's a permanent card, you may put it onto the battlefield if you do repeat the process. So the fact that every single card in this deck is a permanent, when you cast this for 10 mana, you put your entire deck onto the battlefield. Yeah. And it's a may ability too, isn't it? Yeah, it is may yeah. ability. So you, so you can stop. So you can stop yourself from milling. But why would you do that if you have Concordant Crossroad in your deck, which is another in that would only go in if you had Primal Surge in the deck? It's one green for a world enchantment. Didn't know that was a thing. World enchantment? Yes. Uh, wow. And it says all creatures have haste. That's it. So if you play this, you play your entire deck onto the battlefield and... Full swing with their, entire, with their deck. entire deck. And which is 60 creatures. So even if they were small creatures, Whoa. which we've already established, they're not. 60 creatures and N-Ray's Forerunners. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. five green, green, green. It has Vigilance, Trample, Haste. It's a 7-7. Seven, seven. And when it enters the battlefield, other creatures you control got plus two, plus two, and gain Vigilance and Trample until end of turn. Yeah. Also, Craterhoof Behemoth goes in this deck, but... Of course. I didn't put that in my ins because I think that goes without saying. <coughs> Creature decks play Craterhoof. Yeah. And I mean, like, sometimes... Yeah, I just, like, ignore those cards that are, like, obvious. Yeah. Just because that's, that's no fun. If I just put a bunch of staples in, most of these decks would all be the same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But that takes away from the stupid convoluted <laughs> win cons that we love here at Trek Decks. Um, Deck Treks. You all right, man? I know the name of our podcast. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> but yeah, those are my uh, those are my ins and outs. What are what are your thoughts on my ins? Because I know we previously talked about the outs. They're not very exciting, though. No, and I mean, yeah, you're. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was yeah. I looked at a lot of like tree folk stuff. I got a little distracted, and I was looking for some uh, some like utility stuff, like like you know, like a good old classic reclamation sage and stuff like that. Just oh, just yeah. trying to have be able to interact somewhat and not just play creatures just that are big and tough and big smashy creatures. I mean, it is big smashy creatures. It is. But then there's a lot of creatures that do other things. Yeah. Uh, and so, but yeah, like I've mentioned this a few times. Sometimes I have an idea for the deck, but my brain is just so scattered that I can't think of actual cards. So I just throw in things. I'm like, Trek will know what I'm talking about. He'll finish you. it. He'll throw in the actual ramp that is needed, <laughs> the card draw. He knows what's going on. Well, you had a lot of, uh, you put cards in that were whenever you cast a creature, draw a card. Yes, like so Beast I was, Whisperer. Yeah. Yeah. And there was another one, too. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's got his card draw. Yeah. And, and then I mean, his with, commander is the card draw. With, yeah, the commander's card draw with things like Auto, Augur of Autumn, where you can cast from the top of your uh, library. You don't need direct card draw. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's good enough. But yeah, no. Uh, another one, another fun, fun one. Uh, well, I like him. Again. From the Wither Bloom precon. As a root Chandler. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. him. Tree Folk Druid uh, creature. He has reach and creature spells you cast. All creature spells you cast cost X less to cast, where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. And you can tap him and gain two life. He's a 4 6 uh, for five and a green. Uh, That's great. So he's pretty good. He's great in this deck. And I love him because wow, he, can... he was also one of the only. Uh, <laughs> he was one of the only what should we call them? Uh, oh, creatures with reach in that original precon that I had. Yeah. Uh, so I really appreciated him for that, especially when you're playing Hanada. With uh, <laughs> that, was with, a, that was a dark time. That that deck is gone now. Don't worry. Good. Good. Um, Can't hurt me. With him on the battlefield, you can cast a lot of these spells for just the pips. Yeah. 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 No, it's amazing. Uh, which is. Again, why I wasn't too worried about the high mana cost, because I threw in yeah, enough of those cards to try to, like, diminish, like, give you a discount or whatever. Like, I know I added a lot of ramp, but my intention wasn't you have a lot of high cost spells. Yeah. It was more... Get the lands out of the way. Yeah, get them out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I, I really like that you did that. That was good. And, yeah, like, things like uh, Silverback Shaman. Not Silverback Shaman. That was... That's when I. That's when you took out. No, no, I added him in. No, Silverback oh, no, Shaman. Uh, I think I, I thought I was adding the uh, elder. The yeah, <laughs> Silverback Elder, or whatever his name is. Uh, 
That's one hundred percent what I thought I was doing because he's he's five mana, ape shaman, for a five four. Does, a, doesn't mean vanilla uh, task for mana value and yeah, I toughness. Like I don't know, I I wouldn't know why I put this guy in except for thinking that it was the uh, <laughs> the elder, the elder, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that elder is so good. There's no way I built this deck and didn't think to add him. Oh, that's wait. what happened. Can I just mention another really good pair that you put in this deck, which I of think course, is funny? Of course, I'm a genius. Um, you put in Vitrus the the Veiled and Gorm the Great. Oh yes, I meant to mention though. I yeah, th- yeah, I saw yeah. them at like the the start here. Yes, no, those are great. I was honestly I was considering them as the commander. Uh, oh yeah. But then I saw Sapling. I'm like, no, this is the way to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually agree. Being able to do that constant card draw. Oh, yeah, no. But, yeah, yeah. Would you like to read these cards? Yeah, Gorm the Great is three and a green. He is partnered with Vitris the Veiled. So that means when you play him... Sorry, when he enters the battlefield, target player may put Vitris into their hand from the library and then shuffle. So if you play him, you can go get the partner and put him into your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a 2-7 with Vigilance. And it says Gorm the Great must be blocked if able, and Gorm must be blocked by two or more creatures if able. So he's basically a mandatory blockable menace. Yeah, he's a big old tank, just yeah. drawing all the fire. And he does have se- seven toughness, uh, but he only has two attacks, <coughs> so I assume people would want to put their not-so-important creatures in front of him that also won't kill him. Yeah. Um, but it actually pairs really well with Vitrus the Veiled, who is two and a black, for a legendary cre- creature, uh, Azra. Az- Azra Assassin. Only a 1 1, but he's partnered with Gorm the Great. Same thing, but reversed. He has Death Touch. And whenever Vitrus the Veil deals combat damage to a player, that player loses half their life rounded up. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so good. And it's really good with like the cards that I put in Archfiend of Despair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because then they just die. I think yeah. they go to one if they have an, no. odd, an odd life total because it's rounded up. Yeah, but it's they lose life rounded up. So oh, they keep the life rounded yeah. down. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah no, right, it kills right, them. Right. It and kills them. If they have odd, it puts them to negative one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. You're Honestly, right. yeah, what the partner with is a, like you can't have them as commanders like that. Um, but I like, like I, with the coin flip deck, right? I didn't have those as the commander. And again, I did have these as a commander because it's just so much better if you can have them in the 99, you play one, and then you just get to draw the other, right? It's basically a tutor for the other person. And when they synergize so well like these two, which most of them are supposed to, um, (laughs) it's kind of the idea. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like just being able to... Being able to have them both and tutor for one if you get the other, like it's just so good to have those combos just in your deck and not have to worry about it. And I feel like it that that is sort of wasted if they're at the commander, if they're at the helm. Right? Absolutely. Because then it's like, oh, well, I have access to this card anyways, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, no, those two are fantastic, and I found them for at like when I was looking for commanders for this deck, and I'm like, yes, these are so good, so, so good. good. Uh, yeah, even though they don't really mesh with the rest of the, like the themes of the deck, they're just good. They're good. They're good. They're Golgari and they're creatures. The, the, they're like fantastic. a little hidden win con. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any other cards that like you really want to mention before we end the episode? Um, I'd like to mention a basic forest. All right, shout out to the basic forest because that. Is what we build our dreams on is basic forest. We'd be nowhere without basic, basic forest, <laughs> especially since uh, like seventy percent of this deck is green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that is all. All right. Before Ben does his little outro, uh, I've mentioned this the past few episodes, but uh, please use our email. We have an email. It is decktracks at gmail.com. Please send us any deck ideas you have, deck lists. Ben and I use Architect. We're not sponsored by Architect. Uh, but if you can send us those links or any other deck building website, please send them to us and we'll take a look at yeah. them. We'll even make them an episode maybe. Or even if you're just like, ha, this 
card's dumb. I bet you can't make a deck about it. I'd love to try. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, that's kind of... If you give us challenges, we'll work together to build a deck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, like, yeah, just ideas where you're just like, oh, this card's really cool. I don't know how I'd build it. I can't guarantee that we would make you a playable deck, but we'll show you how to have fun with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll build a deck around it. Yeah. It won't be great, but you'll have fun. <laughs> Which is what I like doing is making decks around stupid cards <laughs> uh which is what this deck started as and yeah i agree this is definitely a playable deck um yeah also like just the the companion the it's it, i think of all the companions this is actually one of the best better companions. i think it is yeah i, I mean like so. it, it's a hard companion rule to me like just having all of them the same type yeah. uh, like it, it's fairly limiting uh but being able to just cast all your creatures for one less, and it costs four mana, and it doesn't count for the 99. It's always accessible. It's in the companion zone. Or like, it's in exile, like a yeah. sideboard kind of thing. And so you can just cast it at any point, right? It doesn't take up a spot in your hand. You know you're going to have it every game. Right? It's it really handy. It is so good as a companion. I, I Honestly, I think companions are super helpful. I mean, the fact that you need to have a certain like type for this one or i think there's one where you have to have none of the same mana value or something yeah I or then there's like obosh where it can only be odd, odd number yeah. values yeah no like the companions i think they're so cool like they're not the most uh convenient cards but they're so cool and so great and like i think more cards should be like that yeah where they're just not where they're not just broken right they're not just like hi here's a benefit and it's great and there's no downside right like i think yeah like, these are creative downsides though. yeah like like they're not downsides in <laughs> game they're downsides deck building which yeah. is i think is super fun yeah yeah but yeah like i and like i think i think that also works so well with the uh with the idea of the commander where it's like yeah you gain life and you also lose life but you know whatever whatever <laughs> like, you, you gotta work around it to balance it out and or like even take advantage of it with like unhollowed phalanx yeah um also i have a shiny unhollowed phalanx I you do know that, but yeah i, I do. know it. it's great i opened it in a pack it was fantastic oh a tree of perdition could be used in this yes deck. it could I recently, like, I think it was just yesterday that I saw that card for the first time. Yeah. Wow. It's a good card. That's a good card. Open it in a jumpstart. You did? I did. Oh yeah. my gosh. Are you going to use it? Because I'm looking to acquire it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Mm. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> I can give you that card for it. <laughs> I have so many of those. I know. I have more New Capenna cards than I have Midnight Hunt cards. Really? Yeah. I really like New Capenna. It's epic. It is a great um, set. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, trees. You know what trees do? They fall. What time of year is it? Not fall. It's winter. Today we are sponsored by saplings in minecraft <laughs> follow that logic there trek because okay. i didn't anyways not minecraft or mojang or microsoft or anything or, or by the saplings or, or, themselves the saplings yeah not the trees not the leaves not the apples not the golden apples the saplings well we because thank what you saplings. <laughs> because you can't have a forest you can't have a basic forest <laughs> without first having saplings so really, we owe it all to them. And I guess uh, we will leave you on that note once we got to the root of all the forests. I know Ben is going to bark at me after this episode because um, of all these puns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bark like a tree. Do 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 do